Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. Welcome to the Delicious Podcast Extra Portion with me, Jilly Smith. This week, we're just outside Totnes in Devon at Dartington, the 1,200-acre estate, which is so much more than a family day out. Apart from the deer walks and art house cinema, Dartington is famous for its pioneering ideas about farming, forestry and educational projects, the legacy of its Edwardian owner, the American heiress, Dorothy Elmhurst. Since what she called the Dartington experiment has helped to regenerate a rural community focused on what life could look like, the estate has become a magnet for artists, architects, writers, philosophers and musicians from all around the world. The roll call of inspiring creators who've come here include Jacqueline Dupre, Igor Stravinsky, Benjamin Britten, Ravi Shankar, George Bernard Shaw, Yehudi Menuhin, H.G. Wells, Aldous Huxley, Jonathan Porritt, I could go on. Now TV's urban chef, Oliver Rowe, has been charged with making the food as exciting and inspiring as the ghosts that walk through Dartington Hall. Before we meet Oliver at the White Hart Restaurant in Dartington Hall, CEO of Dartington, Rodri Samuel explains his vision of the role that food will play in the Elmhurst philosophy. The philosophy of this place, I think, goes back to its foundation um, in 1925. And the best description I can get of the concept that the founders had was that Dartington was consciously a place in the countryside where, where, they, where a many-sided life could be expressed. That was their, their concept. And I think that that concept of a many-sided life was acknowledging that we are all multifaceted as individuals and that we all thrive best in environments which give us multiple opportunities to nurture ourselves and to work collectively in a much more holistic way. So I think that Dartington's reason for existing is to promote and experiment with that concept of many-sided living. Um, and I see food as one of those facets. There are lots of courses that people can do here. There's adult education. There's all sorts of experiences that people can get involved with that explore what that many-sided person can do. Give us an example of some of those and how that fits with the sort of holistic approach to food. So at the moment, you can study craft here. You can do craft courses that range from food craft to woodwork to uh, weaving and textiles, uh, a a whole range of contemporary craft. Um, You can do bookbinding. You can do printmaking. um, You can study ecology and myth and ecology and um, economics for transition and holistic science and a whole range of of 
courses that all connect, I guess, to the ecological crisis that we're in and the type of new economy that we want to build here. Um, and um, then there are uh, a range of arts-based activities here, including an international summer school of music where people can come for anywhere between a week and four weeks and work with amateur and work as part of a team of amateur and professional musicians with international artists and develop a range of different musical skills, whether that's, that's composition, conducting, singing, um, a whole range of different things. At the moment, the food doesn't match those kind of experiences. Your vision, and by getting Oliver in here to help you with that, what would be different? We've been doing a lot of work around a long-term vision and strategy for the estate, and as part of that, trying to identify what is really special about this place, this area, this this county. Um, And it feels to me that a defining feature of contemporary Devon is food and the kind of artisan food and drink culture that's here um, and so it, I think it, and we've got amazing tenants on the estate who are you know growing lovely things and there's lots of things in the in the wider South Hams area so it felt that there was an opportunity for Dartington to become a kind of centre a showcase for the best of Devon food and that we could weave that into our whole concept of this place as a destination. I mean, I've just been to Hokum Estate, for example, yeah. uh, and they're doing the same sort of thing there. They're yes. taking a whole world there, and because yeah. it's about the, the, you know, the revolution of agriculture. Ultimately, yeah. I the, went to their field to fork exhibition last year. There you go. Really there you go. Yeah. So exactly that. So it's about getting people here, and then using coming to the plate in order to show people what this is. It's opening the door. Yeah. So how? what happens when people come here to, for something to eat, for example, and then they... What happens when you open the door? Well, I suppose I've got a personal reaction to that in that I love food. And for me, food is often sort of... I, I associate food with love. I mean, it's been woven through my childhood and my adult life as something that I associate with my own well-being and my own happiness and friendship and family and all of those things and I think that a, a destination that can offer amazing hospitality is going to enrich the life of anyone who stays here really and so I see that what Oliver is doing is, is critical it's a critical part of creating a concept of hospitality that if you're coming here for a day or you're coming here for three weeks or a year to study your experience of being here is intrinsically linked to amazing food and the kind of feeling of being nurtured and the feeling of being at home here or belonging here that is connected to food. So Oliver Rowe, we are sitting at the White Hart um, at the beginning of your tenure at Dartington Hall. Absolutely. And it's quite an exciting time because, Mm. you know, we've spent the day going around Dartington Hall and you've been showing me and telling me about the vision Mm. of this place. Mm. It's not there yet that we're looking at a, almost like a blank template here for you to, to sort of fill in it's like your colouring pad which is must be incredibly exciting for you um, it is except it's a bit like a sort of colouring book where all you've got is a frame and nobody's actually given you any of the guidelines that you need to decide where to put the colours nobody's actually given you the yeah. pens yet <laughs> <laughs> and they're not in a book and you have to find the pages um, no it's an amazing project it is very exciting and actually it's very interesting because we were just talking about one of the plates that we're eating and I was kind of 
moaning about how it wasn't plated up the way I wanted it to be. But actually thinking about it, nonetheless, there's still ingredients on there which I'm really excited about. So we've got local, uh, a local pigeon breast, which is seared deliciously and actually perfectly cooked. Um, and then a Jerusalem artichoke, which isn't perfectly cooked, but nonetheless, it's a really lovely, it's a seasonal product, which really is just coming into season now. Um, and it's a sort of, and no, I shouldn't leave it. And actually, is you you eat away, and the, and these lovely little capers, which are actually a really nice little thing. Um, and for us to have that, you know, we were looking at menus with aubergines, all sorts of random tomatoes, very much summer ingredients on, which would have normally come in here. So we're actually there are lots of my impact on the on the menu can be seen, and I'm really proud about that. Um, and it's very exciting. It's just it's just l- literally like pulling teeth to get people to forget the the things that they've been learning yeah for many many years and that's and that's understandable i mean i'm like that you know if somebody said i want you to do it like this i'd be like and it was totally different to what i expected i'd kind of scream um but but the, the way forward is to find ways to make people understand that food doesn't have to be um, there's this thing I keep talking about enshrinement you know it's like you know just get rid of this kind of sense of the way things have to be you know and kind of just do them the way they should be yeah if you know mess I mean. with our minds mm. just mess with our minds and that is actually what Dartington Hall is really all about isn't it it's about yeah. unpicking the way that we think perhaps and and allowing people to explore the many-sided parts of their personality isn't it that's the thing that's the Elmhurst's yeah. theme and are you going to be doing that How, can you do that with food of course you can um, so I think it was 1935 I might have the date wrong but um, uh, <coughs> Dorothy Elmhurst gave a speech in the Great Hall and um, f- from a transcription of that Rodri Samuel who's our, who's our, our, our main guy the, the CEO picked up one phrase which she used um, and that was the many-sided life and um, and the idea behind that is that the intellect, creativity, spirituality um, um, our, our environment learning experimentation, innovation uh, working as, as part of a group collaboration, all of those things are important to life and it's, and it's very complicated and there's tension, there's conflict and everything about that is, is right that, that, that you can have lots of elements which go up to make a whole um, and you have to find a way to foster them all. Uh, you can't abandon them in, in the name of the, the, of the single unity um, but at the same time you can't lose sight of the, of, the, of, the, of the whole person, the whole being, the whole community, uh, society as a whole in the name of the small individual components. It's about balance I guess at the end of the day um, but that balance has to be complicated and, and in some ways unexplicable or inexplicable or unexplainable mm. um, and and difficult to approach but actually that is lovely on the plate yeah. tension conflict yeah. you know the the um, the inexplicable mm. oh, god what would that look like on a plate that would be so exciting well i think i think in um when you come to put together any plate of food even the one that we've got in front of us so you've got the darkness of the of the pigeon and then that just that light creamy touch of the creme fraiche and hopefully something very rootsy in a different way to the pigeon because pigeon is also earthy and in the Jerusalem artichoke um something quite punchy in the mustard dressing and the capers capers really just come and they bring it all together they're an overriding flavor which punctuate the, the food so there is that about tension um textures wise uh plates of food always have differences and 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 
I was once struck when I was first served. Uh, it was beetroot and orange salad. And it was the first time I felt like a plate of food had really done this thing that um, is a challenge for chefs. So artists are given a free reign to express uh, whatever they want to express. Um, and that's part of being an artist. And so when people talk about chefs as artists, I always feel a little bit like they're missing the mark because chefs are almost entirely limited to expressing pleasure and deliciousness and mm -hmm. positive exciting feelings there's very little scope for them to actually express anything like disquiet or sadness or melancholy or those things and when I tasted beetroot and orange for the first time it was like the first time I tasted a dish which really made me it kind of there's something quite sad and difficult about it and, and complicated and hard to really get your head around there's the earthiness of the beetroot and then the tartness and sharpness and citrus orange and it and it, it made me really feel like feel very excited that actually as a chef you can't without just serving up beans on toast for 15 quid you know you can really throw people thanks for listening to delicious magazine's extra portion you can find out much more about all things delicious at the website deliciousmagazine.co.uk and while you're there do subscribe and get every podcast delivered free to your podcast app Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 